to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man on. He's an actor. He's a filmmaker. He's the CEO of Egard Watches. It's uh, Elon Srulovich. Elon, how are you? Good to, good to meet you today. Same here. Yeah, I'm very good. Thanks for asking. So I'm looking through your story, and I'm seeing that you were triggered like I was, I believe, um, by a Gillette commercial. Is that right? Yeah, that's kind of the uh, inception of a lot of the advertisements I've done over the years was the Gillette commercial for sure. Well, I'm, I'm watching television. I'm, I'm a dad of five daughters, right? I've got a wife. I've got a mother. I've got three sisters. I've got women surrounding me, and I like being the man. I like protecting. I like being responsible. I like being, uh, I like being the savior, the, the hero, the superhero, if you, if, if you don't mind. And this commercial basically said all men suck, and all men are no good, and, and men need to change who they are and maybe even feminize a little bit. And it triggered me as well. I'm not, I'm not a guy that gets triggered very easily. I'm a conservative guy. I'm a big, strong guy. I don't worry about it. But like you, something viscerally happened to me when I saw that. Explain what you saw. Was it the same? Uh, well, sorry about that. Um, what, essentially happened, what essentially happened was, I think it was the straw that broke the camel's back. There was this trend for a long time leading on, talk, talking about men being toxic, masculinity's toxic. And for a company like Gillette, which has historically celebrated men to come out and do what they did, was kind of the breaking point for me because it meant that our perception of men in society has completely decayed to that point. I mean, things have escalated since then tremendously when it comes to gender roles, right. uh, but it was bad enough back then. Uh, it spoke volumes back then. And if society starts, you know, allowing its men to fall apart, there's going to be repercussions for that. There's a lot of bad players in the world and you need strong men in society for it to succeed. Um, and so on a basic level, I'll just give a little rant here. I think something yeah, has happened yeah, we've inverted virtues that have historically been necessary for societies to function. So if you look at historical virtues and strong societies that have flourished and taken care of their population, things like courage, uh, things like standing up in the face of adversity, fortitude. Uh, a very interesting one is moderation, you know, and not taking things to such an extent that uh, we do not need them anymore. And so uh, it's interesting because we've not only done away with those virtues, we've inverted them. And it's escalated over the years tremendously. Like I said, you look at things like fear. We've placed that as the number one virtue, keeping people safe, uh, when the opposite should be true. We should be standing up again in the face of adversity. We should face it. We shouldn't hide from it. We shouldn't lock ourselves in our homes. And so it's an interesting inversion because when you do that, society cannot function. You've seen him on Walking Dead, Loki, The Big Short, and many other things. He's also the CEO of Agard Watches. How, are you wearing one right now? Let me see it. Yeah, I am. I'm wearing a Turbion right now. Beautiful. Look at that. This, <laughs> yeah, that's this a nice one watch. Our, one of you our coolest. You can go to uh, agardwatches.com and find out more about that. I'm a watch guy. You and I are going to have to talk about a, a collab or something on this. Uh, but, but having said all of that, what you just said was so well said. And what's weird about it, and I think it takes us to the next step here, is that as we're saying that men are too masculine, men are too toxic, men are too manly, We've also got women being minimized because men are taking over all of women's sports. It doesn't make any sense to me. You've got the, the top swimmer, golfer, tennis player, rugby player, bicyclist, fill in the blank, the top women's weightlifter, for God's sakes, is a man. So as yeah. we're saying men can't be, can't be men, we're telling women you don't count. I think it's even it's much deeper than that. Again, it's the total decay of objective truth. And if you were going to, again, intentionally break down a society – that's what you would go after. If you could get people to believe in the most basic sense, the most obvious objective truth is the binary of biological sex. If a, if a body washed up on a beach, we would know it's biological sex. We wouldn't know it's age. We wouldn't know it's 
race, but we would know if it's male or female. And that's the first thing that's come under attack. And people have to ask themselves why. They have to ask themselves why children specifically are so targeted by this ideology. Uh, And again, it's an escalation of what we saw previously. Like I said, if society has weak men, it falls apart. But if you do away with the concept of men entirely, if you do away with the concept of women entirely, which has happened now, we've completely erased women then you really can do anything in society. You could start telling people that they can identify as whatever age they want, whatever race they want, whatever thing they want to now take into their world. We live in these kind of subjective, morally relativist realities now where there are no standards. And it's very easy to control people when they're in that state. It's a total state of chaos. So I think there is an underlying agenda. I used to think it was just a happenstance of moral relativism that these things do occur. And now I do believe it's insidious in nature. And and it's insidious to the point that you just said. They want to control everything. If there are God, if there are gender decider, if there are moral compass, then they control everything, right? So I believe that, again, God is a major part of this. Because if you do away with the idea of God, people have no healthy value system. They're not inherently special by nature of just existing. And so they need to seek things out. They need to find something to believe in. I had a friend who told me, uh, people are designed to worship. If they don't worship God, they're going to worship something in the material. And those things now are identity. So people are looking for value systems and they're looking for it in their identity. It's why the left is pushing identity politics so strongly because it's their new religion. And if they can get you to believe in that, and again, if they can get you to believe that it's okay to put a biological male in prison with women who has a, who has a history of sexual assault, and this has happened, numerous times, then they can get you to do anything. You are now one of their their ultimate believers and they can send you out into the world to go convert other people into their religion. And it's, it, in my opinion, it has to be fought against. And they take advantage of a lot of empathy that people have where we just kind of want to get along. And so they've yeah. been abusing that for many years and no one speaks up against it because then you're the bad guy. And so we self-censor. Well, I think the thing is, we did get along. It didn't bother you nor me to see somebody who wanted to dress like the opposite gender, provided they were 18 years old or older. We might have disagreed with it, but it didn't bother us because it was enforced upon us. Now we're told we have to not only tolerate it, we have to accept it, we have to celebrate it, we have to fly a flag about it and tell our kids at two years old that they can be any gender they want. That's where they crossed the line, right? Because it didn't bother me that Renee Richards in the 70s thought that he was a woman playing tennis and he was getting beaten by the women every day, but it didn't bother me that this person was a transsexual today i have to celebrate it that's the difference yeah and i think it goes again like one step deeper i think what there's a fundamental difference between saying hey you want to make a personal decision about how you identify how what pronouns you want to use how you see yourself that's totally fine that's you as an individual there's a big difference between that and an ideology which now says no objective reality everyone else now has to adapt to my personal perception of myself. No, that's not the way reality works. Just because you say you're a girl, you don't get to go to female prisons. You don't get to compete in women's sports. In the same way that if a 50-year-old man said that he's a 12-year-old boy, he would not then have the right to do whatever he wanted with other 12-year-olds. It's disgusting. The notion is, in my opinion, a complete denial of objective reality and inevitably will lead down those other dangerous paths. Because again, if If things like biological sex, which are so concrete and binary, are completely subjective, then why isn't everything else subjective? 
Elon Shrulovich, he is a filmmaker, he's an actor. You've seen him on The Walking Dead, Loki, The Big Short, and much more. He's the CEO of Agard Watches. Go to egardwatches.com and find out more about these incredible pieces. So what, what was the reaction in Hollywood when you said, well, wait a second, this isn't okay. I'm going to talk about verifiable truth, and you guys can live in fantasy world if you want. Have you suffered? Have you lost work? Have people shunned you? Have people quietly accepted what you're doing? What was the reaction? Yeah, when I go to work, the truth is I just do my job. Uh, on the outside of it, yes, it's affected me. Obviously, if they Google me, if I'm up for a role, I've had roles disappear on me on the last minute when I've been booked for them for weeks. Uh, just crazy things have happened. In my my website used to have a ton of celebrities on it. We got a bunch of letters saying we have to take down the celebrities. Wow. Uh, they don't agree with our beliefs. So there's all types of, and they, they won't flat out admit it. So, you know, I can't say with absolute certainty, but we put out an ad in support of biological women. People complained about the ad, uh, you know, and then a week later we start getting lawyers letters. There's no coincidence there. And so, um, yeah, they, the truth is that's what allows this small group of people because the vast majority of people, regardless of their, their political bias, agree in common sense reality. They know, they know that certain things just don't make sense. The problem is they're so scared because we've allowed like 5% of the population to there may be a vocal majority, but they're an actual minority to take complete hold of everything because none of us are willing to speak out against it. And we're we're scared because of this kind of consequence. The reality is the long term consequence of not speaking out is much worse than a celebrity dropping themselves from my website. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. No, so. I couldn't agree more. The CEO of Agard Watches, it's Elon Shrulovich. Well, I've got to ask you this because it's very interesting what you just said. And it made me think it wasn't that long ago that it was you two. And that, or not, not you two, me too. And uh, everybody supported women. When women say it, you've got to believe them. You've got to support them. Society should should huddle around them and care for them. And now we can't decide what a woman is. How do you think they did that? Because it's listen, it's masterful. However, they did it. I hate it. But how, however, they sold this. Uh, an advertising company could make a lot of money if they learned how they did it. They went from believe all women, support all women, protect all women to anybody can be a woman. How did that happen? So I, I think that if you can get people to believe in absolute hypocrisies, which they've done, it started very, very much during COVID. I noticed that people one day were told don't wear a mask and Fauci told them not to wear a mask. So they didn't wear the mask. The next day they were told to wear a mask. They wore the mask and they would go after everyone who just previously was not wearing it. Uh, if you were out for BLM, you know, on the street, a million people side by side, you were safe. But if you were in the hospital, you were, you know, to visit a dying parent, which actually happened to one of my friends, you were a super spreader. So right. they believed in these intense, intense hypocrisies. And so if you can do that to a population, you can get them to turn on previous beliefs. In fact, it's a wonderful way, like you just said, from a marketing perspective, to test how much control you have over a population. You can get them to completely change their position day by day and forget the past. It's the whole Orwellian, you know, I'm going to hold up four fingers. You're going to tell me you see five or whatever the exact. I don't remember if it was five fingers and tell right. me you see four. But it's it's literally that it's deny the evidence of your own eyes and listen to what I'm telling you. And that's how, you know, a fundamentalist ideology or religion will push you in that way because or a cult, because that's how they'll get you to follow them. Uh, and once you're willing to do that, they have full control over you. And I think, again, it has to do with messaging. It has to do with taking advantage of empathy. It has to do with fear, developing fear in a population. So I just shot a documentary on psychogenic epidemics and mass psychosis. And this was a huge part of it. We tested if we can get people to destroy other people's lives. It was completely fake, but they thought it was real. Wow. By 
creating social pressure, creating fear, and creating an environment where they felt they were virtuous in doing what they're doing, essentially literally destroying another person's life, and most people were willing to do it. The vast majority, one person in our study was not willing to do it, and it, it's really intense when you jump into what we discovered there. So, uh, Is that strange. ready to be viewed now? Can we go see that somewhere? It's not out yet. We're looking for uh, for a distributor for it. But it's an amazing documentary. It has some great people in it. Uh, a lot of, you know, big name people on the right and the left. We, you know, we Good. tried to get both sides. Well, we look forward to seeing it. It sounds like it would be an amazing thing for people to take in. I think that we, we they crossed the line when it came to COVID, masking, when it came to forced shots and all that stuff. People now, because we're starting to hear the rumblings that it might be coming back, are saying, uh-uh. We're not doing it again. So, I mean, it takes a while, but if we go through a cycle where we finally realize that we were duped in many ways on many issues, people will eventually stand up, won't they? Yeah, I think there's a fracture point for these ideologies. So yeah. transgenderism is one of those fracture points. Masking is another fracture point. Uh, I would say that lockdowns are a major fracture point because when it, something starts going against common sense to such a degree, again, they rely on the vocal minority. The vast majority of people will fight against it when it starts affecting their own lives. So COVID's a big one because it had such a major impact on people on a personal level. Transgenderism, it's it's a fracture point because there's a lot of, especially on the left, there's a lot of people who identify as feminists and now they're in a rock and a hard place because they don't know what to right. do with themselves. They're either going to turn on their previous ideology or they're going to turn on what they believe now to be kind of stepping on on their their primary priority, which is feminism, which is protecting women. Right. And so, you know, you see a lot of people on the left starting to speak out against it because, and, and that, those are the weak spots that people have to go after. If you wanna kind of hurt an ideology, you have to look at where their fracture points are. You don't go after them where they're strong, you go after them where people really do agree and you, you start having conversations about that. And so I think that's why they're so sensitive about it. Elon, are we at the point to where a lot of people in, in your circle, whether in Hollywood or just in the business, are going, listen, I'm with you. I can't say it out loud, but I'm with you. And maybe one day I can go arm in arm with you or shoulder to shoulder with you and show people there are a lot of us out here that didn't buy into this stuff we had to because it was the work. So it's, there's always been a lot of secret conservatives in Hollywood, uh, especially when it comes to crew. When it comes to cast, it's a parasitic industry by nature. People will do anything. They'll Again, they'll they'll literally lie. They'll you, you see the amount of abuse that takes place in Hollywood to get yes. to the top because again, that's their value system. That's how they believe they matter in the world is by being a successful actor by the next movie, the next project. So they'll they'll literally go against their own ethics at any moment to do whatever they're told to do. So it's it's an industry that's inherently able to take advantage of people. And so this ideology is, is kind of streamlined through there. And again, when you get a hold of media, you get a hold of Hollywood, you can actually start affecting culture. And I think people always say it's a political battle. No, it's a cultural battle. We have to fight this on a cultural level. We have to get people back to common sense thinking. And part of the way we do that is by giving people opportunities and allowing them to have value in other areas outside of what they're being offered in Hollywood. Let's say you're an actor. There needs to be distribution channels on the right. There needs to be cinema on the right. There needs to be film on the right. Because conservatives have historically acted like individuals. They don't act like a hive. Right. Uh, and it's it's a very strong part of conservatism, but <laughs> excuse my language, but it's also a weak part, too, because it yeah. doesn't allow the same kind of Borg mentality as the left to come forward and function as as a single unit to convince everyone of something. 
thing. It's kind of the same uh, thing in politics. Conservatives in, in the House and in the Senate literally will turn on each other and, and want to go to a, a dinner with somebody on the left, whereas the left will always circle the wagons, will always support you know people like Adam Schiff and, and uh, uh, Swalwell and all these idiots that have been lying for years. It doesn't matter. They've got a D under their name, and they circle around that. I, I would like to see some more of that on the right, provided they're doing it for the right reasons, not just doing it to do it. It's uh, Elon Srulovich. He's the CEO of Agard Watches. Go to egardwatches.com. Show that watch again if you don't mind. What is this one called? It's the Phase 2 Tourbillon. So it's a, it's a it. pretty cool watch. It's a, yeah, it's a Tourbillon, which is a, is a very nice movement. Um, and 75-hour power reserve, curved sapphire crystal. We do a lot of cool stuff with our watches. It's a beautiful watch. Go there and check out these watches, agardwatches.com. You've seen them on big shows, Walking Dead, Loki. You've seen them on the big short. Uh, are you working on anything right now before you uh, let you go that people should go and check out right now or no? Just that documentary, which is called Cancelled. Again, it's on uh, psychogenic epidemics, mass psychosis. So that's that's the next big one for me. Let us know when it's going to be out, and please come back on and let's talk about that too, okay? All right, appreciate it. Appreciate you. Elon Shrulovich, go and uh, check out these watches, agardwatches.com, and we're back after this. Stay right here. This is The Joe Pag Show. Really enjoyed having Elon on. Again, the website is agardwatches.com. People are asking me for the website. It's E-G-A-R-D watches.com. And there are men's and women's watches on there. I'm going to have to peruse. I have to take a look. I like me some watches. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Sam, you like me some watches too? got to go take a look at those watches. You know what I'm saying? I kind of already did. So you know what I'm saying? I'm on the website right now. I'll be honest with you. Uh, so go check those out. We'll have him back on when that movie is ready. When that documentary is ready to be seen, we'll certainly have him back on and talk some more. Let's do some pop culture. Follow what's going on. So I guess the big news tonight was uh, that the VMAs were happening. And for the first time since 2013, all five members of NSYNC were on the VMAs. Oh, did they sing? Did they just, what did they do? No, they were there to give out an award to Taylor Swift. And, uh, of course, she was fangirling, much like everybody else there, you know, seeing them together for the first time in so long. Um, I guess it's, it's a big deal. Come on, man. Yeah. Really? Well, I mean, they, they, they didn't perform, but I guess they did do a song for, like, the upcoming Trolls movie that's coming out. So, okay. where is that, I guess? All right. Yeah. Sounds good. All right, Paul. I appreciate it. Thank you, Sam. Appreciate you. Thank you, Carrie. I'm Joe. We're back tomorrow, same time, same place. 888-941-PAGS. Go to JoePags.com. Click on Watch Now if you want to watch the program. And follow on all the social media. I do those come on videos on YouTube and on Instagram. They're Joe Talk Show or Joe Pags on TikTok. Keep it here. This is the Joe Pags Show.